next thing we know, on the intercom, we hear, hey, you, in the Escalade, pull over. And he looks, and he says, not today. And he floors it. And we are like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck was I thinking? What is up, internets? Welcome to the What the Fuck Was I Thinking podcast, a analyzation of people making poor choices under high stress. So today I have my friend Rob on the show. Rob is going to tell us a third party story. Is that correct? You weren't actually involved in this? No, I was involved. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> okay, so, so Rob is going to tell us a crazy story. So this came up, we were chatting somewhere in one of the one of the places my magic rectangle lets me talk to people. And he mentioned this story, like we need to have this story on the podcast. So Rob, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself first? And then we'll jump right into the story. And as always, join us on Patreon for the lessons learned self-defense portion of the podcast. Rob. Well, uh, I guess my name is Rob. Uh, I've been, you know, I've known Randy for a couple years now. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm just like a regular dude uh, who, with his family, just got involved in this wild ride with a gypsy cab driver <laughs> in New York. Um, coming back from a family cruise. So. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I just, I just, I just want to get right into the story. So this is Rob. Rob, you do like, you're a salat stylist. And like you said, we train sometimes. Yeah. You do reality base and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, like uh, Rob has been with me for a bit. And like we said, the movement for the channel is going to be talking to more just, I don't want to say instructors aren't real people, but they're people that have polished experiences and I want real experiences. So Rob, why don't you tell, why don't you start your story here? Yeah. So we, uh, so my family uh, and I, uh, and you know, my wife included, uh, two younger brothers, mom and dad, all that. Uh, we went on a our first ever family cruise to Bermuda, and we, uh, you know, I guess the main the main part of the story happened after the cruise. As we're coming back, the boat docks right, and everybody is getting off this this cruise ship, and there's thousands of people like just. And then godly amount of people all exiting the port in the same exit. And so like we just like we it's first time we're on we've ever like had to deal with this um, <laughs> complete chaos. I guess further amplified this was it was Memorial Day weekend. So just like everyone's coming off this cruise ship, there are just millions of people in the street. And I just remember that we're we're we just got off the boat and we're standing there just like kind of taking it all in, trying to plan like, okay, where do we go from here? And we look across the street and it was just complete pandemonium. You had like cab drivers fighting each other for, for, for customers. You had customers fighting each other for cabbies. And literally we just have to make it 15 minutes down the street to the train station so we can head back home. That's like, it's really like, like, a straight shot to the train station. And so we're there trying to like figure out, okay, well, do we get a cab? Do we get an Uber? Like, what are we, what are we supposed to do? We, we, could, we could have walked. The reason we didn't walk was because on the way to the cruise ship, we were walking and my dad's suitcase broke. So like the, the wheels came off and he was literally just dragging the suitcase a couple of blocks to get on the cruise ship. And so we were like, well, that was pretty much a huge hassle. So let's just like, let's just try to get somebody to get us to where we need to go. And 
I just remember like this, this gentleman came up to us in a suit and a baseball hat. And he's like, Hey, do you guys need a ride? Are you looking for, for a ride to you know, the airport? We're like, no, like we're, we need to just go to the train station. It's like 15 minutes down the street. He goes, Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. And we're thinking like, he's going to hail us a cab, right? Like what a nice guy. Right. But it turns out he's like, he goes, I have, he goes, I, this is, you know, I'm a, I'm a driver. I have my Escalade parked over here, you know, 35, 40 bucks. I can take you, you know, down to the train stop. And we're thinking like, all right, like, cause you look again, like you're looking across like this guy, like we're looking across the street. There's a massive mound of chaos in front of you. And this guy just came up to us to solve our problem for like, you know, 40 bucks done. Right. So we're like, sure. You know, like, all right. So he leads us through the crowd, right? And we turn the corner and there is his Escalade. And we're not like, I'm, we're not thinking anything really about this. Like anything's wrong about this. Like he looks and acts the part of any like limo driver, right? When you like, rec- you know, um, Uber black or whatever, like those high end type things. And, you know, maybe he's just working on the side. We had no idea that that is actually illegal he was actually a gypsy cab driver. We, we had no idea. Cause again, like we're not thinking this, we're thinking, okay, we're just going down to this train stop. Now, one thing stood out. I don't know why this stood out, but he was wearing a Detroit Tigers hat. And I'm like, it just like, it just popped in my mind that what, what New Yorker would wear a Detroit Tigers hat? Because New Yorkers are pretty, like, they're pretty hardcore New Yorkers, right? But then you think, well, maybe he just moved here. Maybe he's a Detroit Tigers fan. Like, who knows? Who cares, right? But it just, it's stuck in my head. So we load the back of his Escalade. We all pop in. And now it's my middle brother sitting across from him. My youngest brother sitting behind him. Then it's my dad. Then it's my mom, me, and my wife in the very back seat. So we don't think anything about this. Like, it's just, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're going to the, the train stop. And so he pulls out, rounds the corner and everything's going fine. We're not like, we're really not like really paying attention to like where we're going. Cause we don't, we don't know New York. We're not from New York. So we're thinking that he just has to, you know, just do a U-turn to head down to where we need to be. But as soon as he turns the corner, he turns to my brother and he says, okay, so this was an arranged pickup, okay? And he's looking out at his rear view mirror and he's like, uh, the luggage in the back, that's your musical equipment? And my brother turns to me and he's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we just paid you to take us to the train station. Like, what, what? Had no idea that there was a cop car following us. So next thing we know, on the intercom, we hear, hey, you in the Escalade, pull over. And he looks and he says, not today. And he floors it. And we are like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what, like, what, like us, like, you want, like, this escalate like what's what's happening <laughs> like what do you mean pull over what did what's what's going on here right and he he just floors it. and i say he floors it he could have been going like 
40, 50 miles an hour, but the panic set in like, what, like what, what's happening right now, right? So he's driving down this, this road. There's, a, there's millions of people in the street, right? This, this cop car is now like chasing us. We're like, I, you know, I'm right in the middle, so I can, I can clearly see what's like in front of us, right? We're approaching this intersection and these cops are standing there directing traffic and directing people to cross the street. They see this, the, this Escalade approaching with the cop car coming after, right? They step into the middle of the street to get this guy to stop. He blows right by them. Like, I'm not, like something out of a freaking like Hollywood movie. He just was like, nope, and kept on going. And we're just like, holy shit, right? Grant, like me, my brothers, my wife, and my mom, like realize there's something not quite right here. Like this is not, like this is not an amusement park. This is not part of the ride to the train station. This should not be happening. My dad is just like oblivious to all this. He's just sitting back like, oh, this is entertaining, you know, like, all right, must be what happens in New York, right? So he turns to my brother and he says, we're going to lose them in the tunnel. My brother's like, what tunnel? Why are we losing anybody? They want you to pull over. And he's like, no, we, he's like I got this. I have this. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Okay. So he pulls into this tunnel. And the cop car actually stops. Like the cop car doesn't pursue us. So clearly this guy has been in this scenario before. He has an escape route planned for a worst case scenario, right? Like he flips through the manual. Oh, I'm being chased. Head to the tunnel because we're going to go to New Jersey now. So we're in this tunnel. We exit. And the only reason I know that we're in New Jersey is because my company had that year moved one moved its new york office into hoboken and hoboken's in new jersey and so there's a sign that says welcome to hoboken and i'm like holy shit like i know i i don't know new york i thought we would emerge on the other side of manhattan who knows right nope we're across the river we're in jersey now welcome it starts to like for us it starts to get real right for the driver he switched characters. He now was our tour guide through Hoboken. So he, he turns and says, okay, well, that was exciting. So right over here, you had this wonderful coffee shop. You know, if you, if you, you know, amazing drinks. They have, you know, if you like matcha, I'm not a matcha fan, but if you like it, they have it here. It's great. Over here, this restaurant is great, great, great food. You'll find celebrities there. And my dad's like, oh, really? Oh, coffee, huh? Oh, oh, hey, do we have a is there an Italian restaurant here? Like, this is, this is amazing, right? And we're like, this is like, no, like this is not like something's wrong. Like we thinking like something's wrong here. Like we should, we should be turning around and heading back. After Hoboken, it goes from like downtown, you know, like shops, whatever, to a warehouse district. That's when me and my brothers are like, oh shit, right? Like, why are we in a warehouse district? So my wife and I, you know, my mom's like freaking out. She's like, this is not like, what, what, what's going on? My wife and I are like, oh my God, like I think we're being kidnapped. We had no idea, like, I think we're being kidnapped. My wife actually, is amazing at smuggling knives apparently 
pulls out an, one of her knives and hands it to me. I'm on my phone texting my brothers, hey, something's not right here. What are we gonna, like, what are we gonna do? Like, I have a knife, my brother in the front seat, like, you know, do something to grab the keys out of the ignition, brother in the back, strangle him with the seatbelt. Like, we're, this is so out of the ordinary for us that we're, that we, we're in like panic mode because we think we're being kidnapped. And now we're strategizing how to attack this guy to save ourselves because that's what we think we need to do in the situation that we're in. It's not going through our heads at all that he's just trying to get us back to where we need to be. It's not, that's not registering with us. And that might be what he's ultimately trying to do. It's just, he has to now go this way to get us there. So we're like texting me and my brothers are, are texting back and forth. Our strategy, okay, like you rip the keys out, you strangle him with the seatbelt, take this knife. You know, you might have to, you know, jack this dude a bunch of times, right? Like that's what we're thinking. Not realizing that should we have acted on that, right? That could have, that could have put us in a worse situation. Say, say we did that, right? And say my brother like grabbed the seatbelt and strangled him, right? My other brother, you know, hit the wheel and the, the thing flips. That wasn't going through our head. Like that, those ramifications were not going through our head at this time. We were just trying to escape from this ordeal that we, that we knew was not correct. Coming from our notion of how this should be. And while we're strategizing, it hits me wait a minute, I have a GPS on my phone. Why don't I just see where we're at? So I pull up the GPS on my phone and I notice that we are literally just across the river. We're 15 minutes from the train station. So I tell the guy, I said, hey, bud, if you can, my GPS is telling me if we turn around here, just do a U-turn and we hit this bridge, it's almost a straight shot to where, to where we need to be, to the train stop. Okay, boss, yeah, we're getting there. Don't you worry, right? So he bangs the U-turn, gets on the bridge, and we're back in New York on our way. We have him drop us off a block from the train station. And we get out. And we, like, we can't get out of this thing fast enough. Like, we like, just kick the doors open. We pile out, right? We ripped the back of the Escalade open. We're grabbing our luggage, you know, like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here, right? Meanwhile, my dad is like, sir, that was amazing. You know, you really know your way around. Like, I was, you know, next time we come back, we're going to hit up those restaurants you recommended, you know, like, what was it, like 30, 40 bucks? Here's, here's 50. You deserve it. I'm like, why are you tipping this guy? He just kidnapped us. And we, like, you know, we, we ran into the, the train station. We sat down, and we were quiet right? Like until our train came, we got on the train and we just like spread out. We need to like just decompress from whatever the fuck just happened. To us. Oh my God. That Rob, that story is amazing. I, there's so many points I want to bring up on the Patreon portion of this for the lessons learned, but number one, thanks for sharing that story. I think you may have told me this story before because it sounded familiar, but I'm really glad we captured it for the uh, listeners here. Uh, Rob, I know you don't really have anything to promote, but is there anything you want to mention? Do you want to give a shout out to your instructors or anything? 
Yeah, I mean, give out shout out to my uh, my instructor, uh, Guru Mike Williams, uh, Guru John Savage, and uh, Guru May Williams at the uh, Martial Arts Research Institute in uh, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a school. I just train there. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Like I said, that's the direction we're moving, right? I'm honestly, I'm a little tired of having the same conversation with the same people about the same stuff. I'm looking for more interesting conversations and something like this is a much more interesting conversation. So, all right, everyone, that's another episode of what the fuck was I thinking? Um, decisions under high stress. This was a really good one. There's a lot I want to debrief on this. And just as a reminder, the debrief always comes on the Patreon portion, $5 level. So from all the episodes, there's always a Patreon portion where we go deeper into the subject on the devil's advocate. We do the real thoughts on what we think. WTF, we do lessons learned and Randy King live with, we do either an extension of the podcast and or fun questions. So join us over there. If not, don't forget to subscribe and take a look at the realities of violence course. If you haven't already online, it's a great course. Oh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Rob is taking the course and Rob is enjoying I've taken the course. It's a great course. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So uh, check out the course if you want and join us on Patreon. If not, we'll talk to you next week. What the fuck was I thinking?